Hi, everybody. It's Rock and John. Now hear this.
Kick this puppy off with smiling faces, or is it smiling faces? No, it's smiling smiling faces. Smiling faces uh, by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which is a traffic song. Which I was unaware of. A traffic song uh, from their Blood, Sweat, and Tears album, the one that they exploded with. Of course, the first one is the Al Cooper version of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Child is Father to the the Man, and that one is certainly the gold standard of jazz rock. And actually, the second album is as well. But the, the difference difference was I don't know how well did the first the first one didn't do very no, well did it, it didn't sell that well but it had a real uh, a cache about cachet about it a cache B it had a real cachet about <laughs> an aura about it I guess and a, a, a real respect and I think after the Blood Sweat and Tears album came out I think the first one people went back to and I think it ended up doing quite well in the end I'm sure they did because they ended up doing gold versions of the CD that's that's right yeah and and it deserved to and this one deserved to as well one of the things I loved about this song is that it, it showed a game plan that Blood, Sweat, and Tears was using for their songs. And that game plan was, we got a rock song, we got a pop song, we're going to sing it, we're going to play it. In the middle, we're going to become a jazz band. And they would do their instrumental bit and then come right back into the pop song. Now, I did not know that this was intentional, but I later learned that indeed it was. Oh, wow. The the band members actually got together and cooked up a formula. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. The second song that we play is just one of those great, for me, summertime songs called Everyday People by uh, Sly and the Family Stone from the summer of 1969. And it's just such a great song. It it's puts a smile on your face. I just, it's, it's sunshine and love and great music all the way. 
In two minutes and 22 seconds. In two minutes and 22 <laughs> seconds of nothing but love, peace, and understanding. And just a great, great pop song, rock song, whatever you want to call it. That was the great thing about Sly and the Family Stone, man. He really, really did know how to transcend genres musically. I mean, what a chameleon. And he knew how to put a song together. I mean, the different parts that come floating through. They all stand up, hold up on their own. Just like a Beatles song where you know every little part, mm-hmm. not just the main hook. It's, it's quite something to cook up, as you said, in two minutes and 22 seconds. And then we followed that up with uh, a song that was a minor hit in the fall of 1978 by the, a reggae great named Peter Tosh, who was a guitar player who at one point early in his career was a member of uh, Bob Marley's Whalers. But in 1978, he had uh, been the only person signed to the Rolling Stones custom record label called Rolling Stones Records that actually put a record out on that label. And it was something of a hit. It's the old, I, I think it's an old Motown song called You Gotta Walk and Don't Look Back. But I don't know who did it originally. And this is uh, uh, Peter Tosh doing it as a, a duet with uh, his label boss, Mick Jagger. And uh, I remember they performed this on Saturday Night Live that fall, and it was just as hot then. It's just a nice reggae pop slash pop track that just works really well. We followed that up with uh, Pete Townsend doing an all-acoustic version of his solo hit, Let My Love Open the Door, from The Bridge School. And I know that you particularly like Pete Townsend when he pulls out his hits, usually by The Who, this is a rare one where he pulls out a solo hit and does it acoustic, and I think he did a really good job with it. Right, he did a great job. And one of the things I've always loved about Townsend's writing is he writes these tremendous rock songs, but the foundation of the song is an acoustic guitar. Right. And this shows you right away. Also, I think I heard in here uh, most of the chord changes to substitute. Which is yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. I hadn't heard it until you mentioned it. You know? And I love the way he sings because he's not a natural singer, so I think he's really striving yeah, to and get he was, it across. Particularly strong uh, in this this particular recording. I think in the '80s in general, his singing voice got very very strong. I mean, I love Empty Glass. That's one of the yeah. my favorite. And this is from Empty Glass. This yeah. was this was the single, I guess, from yeah. Empty Glass. And we follow that up with a song called "Memo from Turner" by the Rolling Stones, which is off of their 1975 contractual obligation album called "Metamorphosis" that Bill Wyman put together. Rock and I had this idea of taking one song that was recorded by the same band two different times and each time was drastically different. Same song, different take. Yeah, but it's not just a, like a, a, a live version of it. There's got to be a something really unique about each take. Now we're going to play the the version that was released as part of the performance original motion picture soundtrack album uh, that came out in 1970. Now it's, it's Mick Jagger backed with Rye Cooter on a really stinging guitar. I think you'll agree. It's really hot and nasty. Also, uh, uh, Randy Newman is playing piano on this, although sadly I can't really hear it. But you, what you can hear is what a different take on this song that Mick Jagger does for the performance soundtrack. And so the Rolling Stones were our first band that we do this with. The second one we do is Fleetwood Mac and Bob Welch, former member of Fleetwood Mac, Bob Welch, with a song called Sentimental Lady that originally came out on the Fleetwood Mac album from 1972 called Bear Trees. It's a great album, last one that featured guitarist Danny Kerwin. Although it was released as a single in 1972, it didn't really do anything. This is three years before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joined the band 
band. And Fleetwood Mac were still finding their place and going through members like water. But anyway, this song, although it was a great song in 1972, it just didn't really make it. Fast forward to five years later, in 1977, former member Bob Welch, who wrote the song, he re-recorded it for his first solo album, French Kiss. Difference is, he brought in, now you're going to have to keep track here, Lindsey Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks and the other members of Fleetwood Mac came in and helped him record this new version, this drastically different version. As a matter of fact, the intro is completely written by uh, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. And this was a hit. This is the one This was a know. hit. This was a big hit. This launched Bob Welch's solo career. You'll notice it's there are two very, very different takes on the same song with pretty good results on both. San Antonio on a hot and dusty night. We were eating eggs and sammies when the black man there drew his knife. Oh, you drowned that Jew in Rampton as he washed his sleeveless shirt. You know, that Spanish-speaking gentleman, the one that we all call Kurt. Come now, gentlemen, I know there's some mistake. How forgetful I'm becoming now you fix your business straight. I remember you in Hemlock Road, 1956. You're a faggy little leather boy with a smaller piece of stick. Well, you're a lashing, smashing hunk of man. Your sweat shines sweet and strong. Your organ's working perfectly, but there's a part that's not screwed on. I want to at the Coke convention back in 1965. You're the Miss executive, I see heavily advertised. You're the great, great man. Whose daughter lips policeman's buttons clean You're the man who squats behind the man He works the soft machine Calm down, gentlemen Your love is all I crave You'll still be in the circus When I'm laughing Laughing in my grave When the old men do the fighting And the young men all look on And the young girls eat their mother's meat 
from tubes of plastic cons. Be wary, please, my gentle friends, of all the skins you breathe. The haven't tasted heaven, they eat the hands that bleed. So remember who you say you are and keep your noses clean. Boys will be boys and play with toys, so be strong with your bees. Oh, Rosie, dear, don't you think it's queer? So stop me if you please. The baby's dead, my lady said, you gentlemen. Why you all work for me? Thank you. 
Now here's a piece of a uh, interview I did with Dave Edmonds where he talks about recording guitar solos and after he talks about it and talks about Hound Dog, we give you that slang of Hound Dog just so you can see what he's talking about. Coming up next is a group of several songs that John and I put together just because they're good rock and roll songs. The reason we picked this song, it's Victim of Love by uh, the Eagles off of their Hotel California album. And what John and I were looking for were very good songs that are on very popular albums, but they're not the biggest popular songs. And Victim of Love, I thought, was a great choice because whenever you think of Hotel California, you think of just this big collection of hits. And that wasn't a hit. That wasn't even a single, but it got a lot of FM airplay, and I really liked it. And we follow that with the greatest introduction to a live band that's ever been put to record, Bodhisattva, uh, 1974. You, you just tried to keep ends. a straight face yeah. during this introduction here, this live introduction. This is... Uh, By persons unknown. Yeah, it's riveting. <laughs> yeah, and listen to the band. The band is having a good time during the introduction, too. And you know what? The song itself ain't half bad, either. But yeah, what a rocking song, and it features uh, Denny Diaz, who was the jazz-oriented guitarist in the band, him and Jeff in Baxter. In the early days, yeah. It just rocks and swings at the same time. Time. And we follow that with Volunteers. The, the volunteers by the Jefferson Airplane from Woodstock, 1969. You were there, John, so you take it. <laughs> I, I was there, and I did hear this, uh, but it re- always reminds me of what I didn't hear. Uh, the Grateful Dead came on at a really weak time in the morning, you know, 2, 2.30 when you're at, the, <laughs> you're at the weakest, you know, you want to sleep. Your adrenaline's gone. And they came out, they played a horrible set. They put me to sleep. I woke up. I can remember uh, hearing Fogarty who came after them, you know, Credence, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing a set. But I was done. I went over the hill, and I I fell asleep and I missed The Who, Sly and the Family Stone, and Janis Joplin. I woke up. But did you have a good sleep? I had a good sleep. And I woke up to Jefferson Airplane. I could not believe they played throughout all that late night, early morning. And I woke up and the music was still going. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll listen at the beginning. You'll hear hear, uh, Grace Slick greet everybody. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) I just, I think this is just one hell of a version of this song. That's what I do. I hate doing guitar solos myself. You hate recording them or playing them or what? Yeah, I just hate doing them. Right. I just find, um, I don't know, I've heard it all before, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it's accidents. What makes, usually what makes good guitar solos are accidents mm-hmm. happening or when you're not thinking, like mm-hmm. when you're in some kind of zenny kind of... Uh, thing where you don't have to think and it flows out. Mm. Um, there's the second guitar solo on Hound Dog by Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. and it opens up with a, a schlang guitar accord thing, which I, I, I think I figured it out a couple of weeks ago because it's been bugging me for 25 years. <laughs> and uh, uh, Alvin Lee told me, Alvin that is from 10 years old, right. he told me, he asked Scotty Moore, he said, what was that? And he said, oh, he said, I just, I just grabbed a handful. That was the answer to it. Yeah. And he didn't know, you know. Right. Uh, I've talked to Steve Cropper about uh, the Green Onions when the guitar solo comes in sort of too loud and then it comes, it's pulled back a bit. It's all accident. Mm. All the best stuff happens with that by accident. That's great. All right, here's the next question. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. The crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time.
We're glad you made it here tonight because you're gonna miss out. You can tell your friend tomorrow that they're gonna miss out on a damn good thing we're gonna give you tonight. Right on. What we're going to give you tonight, it'll be down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. You can tell all your friends way over in the hell. Hell, I don't care. You can tell them in, in over in once. <laughs> you can tell them, they met, you can tell them tonight that Santa Monica had been definitely set on fire. And they met, and they met out on a damn good thing. The best thing ever happened to Santa Monica is gonna be here tonight. Yeah. And you can also, all you little old pretty, pretty, little pretty one, huh, if he ain't here tonight, Huh, you can tell him forget it too, you know, because Mr. Whatever is here tonight. He gonna get down tonight, brother. He gonna get with it. He gonna give you something that son of Monica that never had. If it's good to you, it gotta be good for you. Right on, yeah. And one thing I can tell you, brother, he is here tonight. Mr. Magnificent One is here. The beautiful one is here. <laughs> <laughs> and you little old pretty one here too. You know, whatever. Here is the Magnificent One, the one and only one, Mr. Stilly Danny, whatever.
friends you have seen the heavy groups now you will see morning maniac music believe me yeah it's a new dawn
Mr. Max Jasger. Now we're going to get ready for our final segment. And this we start with a tremendous rendition, Tumbling Dice. Give us a story, Rock. In 1995, the Rolling Stones put together this really, really good album called Stripped, which was partially live, partially done in the studio. It was kind of acoustic-based. This was in the era of MTV Unplugged. And uh, the Stones did all of this while they were on tour promoting their Voodoo Lounge album, which had come out in 94. Anyway... Even Charlie Watts cites this album Stripped as one of his all-time favorites. They, they take old Stone songs and they just did them in a relaxed manner. And one of the things that came out when Stripped was released in uh, November of 1995, there was a European CD single, and I don't remember what the A-side was. I think it might have been Wild Horses. But you could only get the B-side, which was a take on... Tumbling Dice, you could only get that as a European uh, B-side. That European B-side, we did play it on our very first episode. And the way it worked was it began with this impromptu rehearsal of the Stones and just Chuck Lavelle on piano warming up to Tumbling Dice and then segued into the Stones on stage playing Tumbling Dice full electric. And that was great, as I say, on our very first episode. Well, since then, folks, the Rolling Stones have put out a package called Totally Stripped, which has video and audio from all three or four actual nights that they played, but also buried deep within one of the Blu-rays. Actually, it's part of the Blu-ray documentary on Stripped was a full version of the Stones doing that acoustic piano and vocal only performance of Tumbling Dice. And although it's not on the CDs or anything, we got it for you. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. At the end of that song, I literally heard in my head the opening piano line to the Little Feet song, Ain't Had Enough Fun. So I said, this is and a great And that's a great song, and I'd forgotten all about mm-hmm. it. That's a latter day, that's a, I think 1994 that had come out. I can totally hear where you're coming from, and hopefully you folks can too. And the, the piano, it just, you'll see. It's jaunty. <laughs> And then we followed that with Bob Dylan's majestic Blind Willie McTell, which uh, was recorded uh, with Mark Knopfler as the producer for uh, Bob's 1983 album called Infidels and was inexcusably left on the cutting room floor until 1991 when Bob put out his bootleg series volumes one through three box set. The song has taken on a life of its own. Bob now performs it in concert fairly regularly. When asked how he could leave such a gem on the floor, he said something akin to he just didn't he didn't see it he didn't know that, that it was as great as it was and uh what you're gonna hear is just it's bob on piano my favorite piano player by the way bob on piano and mark knopfler on acoustic guitar a live take as far as i know just done once and just beautiful and majestic which then led you yeah led me to uh, again hearing my head the next song seemed like a natural segue the song called easy rider by the Electric Flag. One of the finest performances by guitarist Mike Bloomfield. That long time coming by the Electric Flag. What a great album for him and for jazz rock as well. Yeah. And this is just a wonderful way to close it out. Gentle, loping little guitar line. It, you know, it feels like you're closing the door on something. And in this case, we're just closing, closing the, the door. Closing the door on episode number 10. 10. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's a, I think we've picked three good songs to end on because it's a, it's a real treat. This, this little trio of songs. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 
who says you can't teach no dog no tricks? Just fire off a few rounds at the poor boy's kicks. The ruler boy says, Don't worry, the monkey ain't dead, so what's your hurry? Show sure ain't old, so people please grab your seats. Blue, black, black, Willie, 
like a squire That's what we're talking about. 